0: Hi. It's Alexa and this is Savage Lifecast. Because in a world full of chaos, loving yourself is a savage act. We're here to create conscious conversations around all the goods, all the important stuff, all the yummy stuff. Life, love, spirituality, business. So let's all take a deep breath and get ready to pause breathe, and just savor it all. Let's go. Well, hello, my darling Stevie. How are you, mama? I'm doing well. Thank you so much for having me. This is so cool. (laughs) I'm so grateful that you're on the show. I feel like I've been enchanted by you since the moment I met you. Um, And it's just so appropriate that you are on the show. Well, I
1: could not be more honored. I think what you're doing is amazing. And I'm really, really, really excited to be here.
0: So thank you again for having me. Thank you, baby. Um, Can you talk to us a little bit about who you are and how you show up in the world and what your story is? Because I want people to know. How much time do you have (laughs) now? I you know. Give me
1: forty-five minutes, just that. <laughs> we'll just answer one question, then we'll be on our merry way. Bye, everyone. Yeah. No. Um, <laughs> thanks for listening. Yeah. So my name is Stevie Wright. I am a self-love coach, and how I show up is I help women heal their anxiety. Mm. That's the that's the short of it. Um, the less short of it is that I started coaching about three years ago. And, uh, I got into personal development and healing my own heart about four years ago. Mm. And what that, what brought that on was I was in a point in my life where I was kind of going through this mid twenties, have no idea who I am, what I'm doing with my life. Who am I? Where am I? What do I want to do (laughs) Mm -hmm. kind of vibe? And I just was treating myself really poorly. I was riddled with anxiety, Ugh. was just facing so many feelings of unworthiness and not taking any action on my dreams for fear of failure, for fear of judgment, mm-hmm. um, just truly playing small in all areas of my life. And I just had to, I mean, I've told this story on podcasts before, but it is. Authentically mine, which is there was one night where I was watching Mindy Project or like something like that. And I had my wrist deep in an ice cream carton and was just inhaling food and numbing out and totally avoiding myself and disconnecting from my body. Mm. And I had this moment where I was like, Is this all that I have to offer the world? Yeah. You know, is this all that I am good for? Is this all that I. Whoa yeah, you know, this is all that I am going to be doing here. And it was a resounding like, no, this is not who you are. You're meant for so much more. I had no idea what that meant, right? But I knew that I was really downplaying my potential and downplaying like my presence on the planet. And so I first knew that I had to get my relationship to my body in check. I had spent so many years being really mean to my body both energetically and physically. Yes. Um and so my the beginning of my healing journey really looked like treating my body well and uh physically like healing myself, healing yes. my gut, healing my hormones, healing my skin. Um, and so gradually and I think just authentically, I fell into health coaching because I started seeing such a difference in my own body and my own well being and my own wellness. Mm-hmm. And I wanted to share that with others. Totally. No, so I'm really giving you like the fast forwarded version. Yeah, no, <laughs> I'm go, so into it. And we can, and we can go more in depth in like little pieces, but, of course. um, and so, you know, about a year after that, I'm seeing clients and people are coming to me, you know, I'm doing six month programs with my women and they're saying, you know, after two, three months, they're telling me like serious trauma. Yeah. They're telling me like serious wounding, really big, like inner child stuff that I'm not qualified to help you with, sure. nor do I know how, like I have my tools in my toolbox, but I can give you all the recipes in the world and that's not going to heal your heart. Totally. And so I had another kind of aha moment because I knew that I was more on the path. Like I knew that I was, all right, I'm helping people. Like I'm doing good in the world, but it wasn't quite as deep as I wanted to go. Totally. So I had this moment where I was like, okay, that's what I want to do. I want to help you heal your soul. I want to help you heal your heart. I want to help you get connected to your body again. I want to help you tap into self-love and healing. And I didn't know the first thing about that. And so, of course, as the divine would have it, I found a program called Hungry for Happiness. And it was a 10-month, 11-month, intensive, 400 hours, very, very, I mean, intense is the only way I can describe it. But it was a really profound year of my life because I had to come to terms with how I'd been treating myself for the past twenty-six years, twenty-five years, um, how I have been showing up in my life, Mm -hmm. how my own anxiety has held me back, my self esteem issues, my feelings of unworthiness and self loathing. Mm -hmm. And through doing all of that healing, um, I learned how to facilitate and navigate someone through that process as well. And so now I've been doing that work and um, here I am doing that work with people. It's
0: amazing. Good. So good. And I would love to pretend that like the majority of us just have this like dreamy relationship to our body. Oh yeah, that'd be nice. Like, wouldn't that be like so <laughs> fun and special? That'd be so cute. Um, I-, I think that like, I-, I truly believe that we all fall on a sliding scale when it comes to our relationship to our body. Like some days we're like real fucked up and then we're like at a, you know, 10 out of 10, like anxiety, self-loathing. And some days we're like, I'm pretty gangster. Like I'm feeling like a three today. Like I feel pretty groovy, you know? And it's like, how do we navigate that? And how do we negotiate with that? Because every day it's different and every day our body is different. And then if we have the fine privilege of getting older, our body changes. So it's like- I, I love that it was called Hungry for Happiness because I, I, I've done, I mean, you and I have so many similarities in our, in our story and I just have to like say, I see you and I honor you and I, I think you're really remarkable. But, um, one of my like main questions that I ask myself when I'm in it is like, what are, what am I actually hungry for? Exactly. I, like I'm fucking starving, but like yeah. I'm not starving for ice cream. No. I'm I'm starving for so much I'm starving for connection. I'm starving for intimacy. I'm starving for love. I'm starving for movement. I'm starving for so many things that are so much more gratifying but it's so much easier just to open the fridge. Right. And and that's
1: a, a lot of the women who I work with they come to me for anxiety but a lot of them have a a wound around food and body. Oh, and right. so a lot of the work exactly what you just said Alexa like a lot of the work that I do is What's the what's the feeling you're looking for? What's the thing you're looking for that you think the food is going to give you? But it's not just food too. Like we a lot of food is a more common one that we use as a drug, right? But it's also social media. It's also sex. <laughs> it's also TV. Yeah. It's also uh, you know all sorts of things. Like it's it, all these different ways that we numb out. Yeah. So what's the feeling you're looking for in the thing? And then the question becomes, and how can I give that to myself? How can I meet that need internally? Right? And a lot of the work that I do is getting connected with the inner child. Yes. And getting connected with the body. Yes. And I think because we've been so disconnected from our bodies for such a long time, because we've been so disconnected from our truth and our inner child, <clears throat> our inner child is throwing this temper tantrum,
0: right? Totally. Totally.
1: Freak out. Yeah, she's screaming for attention. She's screaming for love. And we're we're so disconnected from her. So it's like trigger
0: city as adults. Yeah. You know? Oh yeah. And you never know when it's gonna get set off. Right. For sure. For okay. sure. So if someone comes to you and they're like checking out in every which way, which like I think I think like a certain amount of checking out is okay. Like if it's it's like a conscious choice. Like, okay, this is my TV show. Like I'm watching this TV show because this is like meaningful to me and I get something out of it, not just like, wow, I'm watching like eight episodes of like the bachelor God, you
1: know, ask yourself like, what's, what's the intention behind consumption? And you can, mm, and, great question. You can ask yourself about it. You can ask me about TV or you can ask me about food. Yeah. If mm-hmm. my intention is to have a glass of wine and enjoy a piece of chocolate cake, because I'm going to fucking enjoy, sorry, do you cuss on your podcast? Okay, sorry. <laughs>
0: I love you for asking
1: okay. <laughs> okay. So, because I'm going to, Oh, I'm going to enjoy every morsel. Yes. Um, I'm going to have a good time with my friends. And it's like, I'm going to enhance the moment. Yes. It's been amazing. Have a glass of wine and a piece of chocolate cake or have the show or, you know, have the, whatever the thing is, the alcohol, whatever. Yeah. If you're, if you're choosing to, to feel good and not shame yourself, like on the front end, you're just going to say, Oh my gosh, I'm choosing to do this. And I'm choosing to feel so good afterward.
0: Yeah, That is great. Totally. If
1: the intention behind consumption is to numb out and to leave your body and to and to leave yourself, yeah. then there's then there's something we can take a look at there. Absolutely. Right? So it's just about having the presence and the awareness to to um, check in and say, "What's my intention behind
0: consumption?" God, that's such a good question. What's the intention behind consumption? Mm-hmm. I think it's so. I, at least in my experience, with with myself and with like my yoga clients, you know, I'll be teaching a yoga class and like people will bust out their phone and like check their social media in the middle of the right. class. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's like, yeah, <laughs> you're like, whoa! First of all, like, <laughs> first of all, get the fuck out of my room. Yeah. Second of all, like, whoa, just wow, like I'm I'm shook. Um, I think it's amazing how petrified we are of meeting ourselves. Yes. Yeah. And how petrified we are of actually holding a mirror up to ourselves and like. Sitting with sensation,
1: exactly, exactly, Alexa. It's like we have this story. I think, I mean, and not just, not just some people. I think as humans, we, yes. so many of us, have this story that I can't handle my pain, that my pain will break me, that it's going to break yep. me into that I can't handle it. Done. And pain is the portal to truth. It's like our greatest teacher. You know, it's yeah. it's vulnerability is the superpower. And we lose ourselves in that's, I mean, that's why, you know, we think it's, we think it's so much easier to not feel our pain because you're like, oh, then I don't have to feel it. It's easier. Totally. The opposite. When you don't feel your pain, that's how your pain, it still comes out. It just comes out sideways. It just comes out as anxiety. It just comes out as depression. It just comes out as worry. It just comes out as fear. You're still feeling it. Yeah. You know? Yes. It's coming out wonky. Mm. (laughs) Whereas if you were to actually feel the pain, and if you were to actually let your body feel the sensation, it would pass so much more easily. The reason it stays stuck is because we attach a story. The only reason it stays in our body is because we're attaching a meaning. Yes. You know, and we're, we're meaning making machines. Like We love to make meaning out of things. It makes us feel safe. The ego loves it. Our identities love it. If you can just detach from that for a second and say, oh, what's the meaning I'm making here? What's the story I'm creating here? Wow. And just allow yourself to feel it, mm-hmm. you'll know, you'll be like, Oh, the new story could be my body can handle intensity. Oof. It's just intensity. It's not going to break you. Mm-hmm.
0: Your bo- You can
1: trust that your body is never going to give you anything you can't handle.
0: Yes. yes. That's so beautiful. I was talking about it in class the other day that like the, the brain doesn't really know the difference between emotional and physical discomfort. Yeah. Brain, the brain doesn't like, it's not like, oh yeah, this one's physical. Okay. I can handle this one. I know how to do this. Mm-hmm. The, the brain doesn't know the difference. And so doing a practice, you know, like you are such an amazing mover and you're so strong and you're so beautiful. Um, and, you know, with the yoga practice and every, everything else that, you know, we all do, well, not we all, but you and I do most definitely, it's such amazing training I find for our, our ability to sit, um, to sit in sensation, whatever it is. Cause I know for me, and I don't know if you find this with a lot of your clients, but there are, it's not just pain that I want to numb out. Totally. Sometimes it's like crazy joy or it's like available love or it's like, you know what I mean? Like all these things that are, are like basically if it's unfamiliar, yeah. And and so then I, t-
1: I totally understand that. I relate to that. And also my, like you said, my clients will really relate to that. And yeah. so like the question I'll ask is well, what's the story you're associating with the sensation then? Again, okay. it comes back to the meaning, right? Yes. Like if you're feeling like, if you're feeling, well, we'll do like a, like a quote unquote negative and positive one. Right. If you're feeling anxiety. Yes. What's your story about anxiety that it shouldn't be there, that you're wrong for having it? that, um, it's yes. bad, Right. Yeah. So then of course you're going to do your damnedest to not feel the anxiety to, right. and, and of course by making more of a story, you keep it there longer. Yes. But you can do that same thing with joy. What's your story around joy that it's going to leave maybe that like, okay, well this is going to, this it, joy can come, but it not, but it can't stay. So just, I'm just not going to feel it because I don't want to feel the disappointment of the joy leaving. Mm. Mm-hmm. so just be clear on the stories you're associating with the sensations and then from that point you can uh, you can create a new empowering story you know, so you, can, good. you can come back to your truth of what's, what's the story I've been perpetuating for my whole life and what's a new story that I could attach to this maybe yes. it means maybe, maybe the new story with anxiety could be like oh it's like an alarm clock ding 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 I'm in my head and not my body ooh
0: Oh, I like that story.
1: You know what I mean? Like, okay, right, right, Oh, Thank you. Thank you so much. I appreciate you. Come back into my body with the breath, with movement, however you come back into your body. You know, with joy, let's see, uh, an empowering story could be, even when the joy leaves, I'm still safe. Oof.
0: That is, that is so right on. Like, I I think, I think the good news is that, like, nothing lasts forever. Mm Mm-hmm. And the bad news is, is. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Totally. Yes. And it's like it's good news and it's bad news. You know, like we wanna attach to the sensation of of pleasure, but we don't want to attach to the sense you know, it's like, but then when it leaves us, then we're in pain. So it's like this weird. Like, I guess it's, it goes to that kind of Buddhist philosophy of non-attachment. Like, I, I get what they're talking about. Yes. I'm not, like, living in the Himalayas where it's very, a little easier, you know? I'm, like, not sitting in a fucking, like, but a mountain. Yeah.
1: Yes. Yes. But it's so true where it's, like, attachment creates suffering. When we're so attached to something staying or we're so attached to something going, that's yeah. where you, that's where you get in the trap of suffering. Yeah. You know, when you surrender and you can trust and you can let things be. And I mean, here's the thing, like that's easier said than done, right? I, I work on that every day. Yeah. Not, oh, no. It's not so easy. No, no. But I mean, in theory, that's the goal, right? Is to to surrender and, and and to trust that everything is happening in perfect timing. Yes. You can count on divine order. You can count on Beautiful. that. God universe source whatever you call it is yeah. behind you and that it has a safety net that's going to protect you
0: so beautiful so beautiful so i know you work with people with all sorts of um i mean who doesn't have stuff like we all have stuff so i don't mean to be like people who are going through it but like people who are going through it you know what are some of the tools that you use to obviously not to like give away your bag of tricks, but like some of the tools that you use to like hold people accountable to like what they want to achieve or like how they want to grow. Um, I don't know if you have any kind of like standard little tools that you can kind of offer us.
1: (laughs) Well, when I I work with people, I think what's really important is, and I know this is like, maybe not the answer people want, but truly like, I think none of this work matters without presence. If you if you are not having presence throughout like your healing journey, it's nothing quite sticks. So I think the most, pro- like, I guess, profound, I know people want like tips and tools and tricks, which, you know, I can give that too, but yeah. I think the most profound gift you can give to yourself is presence and awareness. Yes. If you have the presence and you're connected to your body and you're connected to your surroundings and your senses, you're so much it's so much easier to be able to witness yourself and to be able to witness the patterns that come up. And instead of shaming, judging, you know, getting mad at yourself or having the things, then you can instead get curious like, Ooh, I just got triggered. What was that about? I didn't feel good. What's coming up for me right now? Get curious, get curious, have presence, breathe into it. And when I think of like healing and self-love and personal development, we, there is so many tools, right? There's journaling and there's meditation and there's breath work and there's vision board and there's all these things. Of course. But to me, healing and self-love is the commitment to showing up for yourself. And Amen, honey. The, yeah. But just the commitment to showing up, the commitment to doing yeah. the work and the commitment to coming back into alignment. And Yeah. So I, you know, I help my my women. I help them get into their bodies. I help them a lot of the things. And another reason why we're so similar, Alexa, is because I use movement in my practice as well to get into the body and to get answers from the body. Yes. And so a lot of times, like you know, I do a lot of my calls on Zoom, and I'm dancing with them, and we're moving together. And I'm asking them, like, okay, like sit sit with your body, and as you're moving, what is your body trying to tell you? What needs to come through? And you know, after it's even a ten minute practice, they'll just say something like, oh, "I just need to be nicer to myself," or "I just need to like get some rest," or "I just need to be easier." And like, you, when you're connected to your body, that's when you have
0: clarity. But again, you can't do this shit without presence. <laughs> you're you're so right. Like it's so base. You're like, oh my god, whatever presence. But how many of us are actually present? Right. Like. Anyone listening, if you have ever gone to work and all of a sudden you leave work and you're like, "Oh fuck, I am starving. I haven't eaten since breakfast. You're not being present with what's happening in your body." Mm-hmm. If you've ever like all of a sudden woken up and you're like, "I have to pee." So bad. Yeah. <laughs> like you were negating what your like what was presently happening in your body to bypass sensation and you weren't listening. Like, the body's wisdom, there's information consistently being offered, and I feel like we are completely negating it to continue to do our work, in air quotes, or to, you know, sacrifice our needs for somebody else, or all sorts of things, and that's not being present with what's happening internally with ourselves. Yeah, And that's crazy. Totally. It's really, really nuts. And again, like, I just think it's an epidemic.
1: I know. And, and, and when it comes back to the, the wanting to feel sensation, right? Because if you were really present, then you'd have to feel. Right. And so I think that's the, um, and that's, that's a lot of the work I do is just helping, helping my clients cultivate that feeling of safety so that they know that their bodies are a safe place to live.
0: Well, and especially if you are working with people um, with trauma, like the body doesn't feel like a safe place. Right. I mean, I know for me, like for many, many years, my body did not feel safe at all. Mm -hmm. Um, I'd say within the last like three years, that's changed. And that's, I'm in my 30s. Like, it's beautiful. Can't you feel such a shift? Oh, I I take so much ownership. It's such a, it's like, and I see you doing the exact same thing. And it's so cool. And like, I just want to cheer you on and be like, Diva, yes, work, live. Um, And like, People get inspired by that because I know so many, I I think back to the days where I was severely anorexic. Like I was like, I don't know, 50, 55 pounds less than I am now. Like I was dying Mm -hmm. and like, I was so disembodied and so petrified of being in my body um, that I didn't want to feel anything. So I didn't eat anything. Um, But I've also never felt so bad about my body. You know, whereas it, as sickening as it sounds, like there were people that were like, wow, you look like a super, like you look like a supermodel. Right. Because I was dying. But like, that was like the thing, you know? And you're just like, wow, like me dying equals, I, I look like it. that. Yeah. Great. Crazy. Crazy. Right. One, one
1: tool that I guess is a bit more, coming back to your question, that I, I, I it guess I guess it's a bit more, uh practical and structured is a tool called like observation versus identification. And it's essentially getting into observer mode rather than identification mode. And so I think a lot of times I hear my clients say, I'm so anxious or I'm so sad. And so I have to reflect to them like, no, you yourself are not anxiety. Like you Alexa are not anxiety right. You Alexa are not sadness, right? You're experiencing the sensation of anxiety. So if you could take instead a bird's eye view, uh, or even another analogy is like you're, you're sitting in a movie theater and your life is the movie, but you're in the, you're watching in the seats. Mm. It creates a little bit of space for you to, uh, stop spinning essentially. It just creates a little bit of space for you to do healing work and to get present because you say, okay, all the stories that I'm, that I'm kind of spinning out on right now are not me. That's not who I am. I don't have to identify it. I can observe it from over here and meet myself with so much love and compassion knowing that it's not me.
0: And I use, I use that a lot in, in my practice. I love that because it's so true. It's like when you're in it, you're in it. Yeah. You can step out and look at it. Then you're like, oh, I can see the light. You know, please. Yeah. yeah. This is, again, it's that temporary situation. Man. It, and I do find that the more we resist, I mean, it's so cliche, but the more we resist any sensation, the more it does persist. Right. Right. So good. You could just
1: welcome it in, right? If you can, you can welcome in the fear and yes. the fear and then transcend it, that's a totally different strategy than totally. pretending that the fear is not there or wishing the fear is not there or pushing the fear away. Meet it with love. Meet it with, hey, I see you. I know you're trying to protect me. How can I love you more? What do you need right now?
0: Yes. Now talk to it. Get into a relationship with it. Mm. Discuss. Mm-hmm. Um, do you have... Do you have like a daily routine mm-hmm. that kind of holds you accountable and keeps you consistent in your practices? Cause you seem like you do. <laughs> <laughs>
1: you seem like you do. Yeah. You seem like you got your shit together, Stevie. <laughs> Tell me about it, honey. I mean, it's, it's, it's not all the time do I have my shit together, but I'll, I try at least. <laughs> yes. Uh, yeah. So I, my morning routine is pretty solid. Now, if I don't do my morning routine, I feel a little bit out of lab And sure. so my routine, the night before, I always write down the three things that I, if I accomplish these three things the next day, that would make the day a success. Yes. So I know going into my day, what three things I need to accomplish. And then I wake up at, I go to bed at nine 30. I wake up at five 30. I do a quick, um, say it again. You're my hero. <laughs> I do a quick uh, breathing practice, really simple, like three to five minutes, Great. something to get me out of bed. I'm at the gym, not every morning, but um, most days I am moving. So I'm at the gym by six, workout till seven, home by seven ten. breakfast, um, a 10 to 15 minute meditation, shower, and then I'm starting my day by eight. And something that's been so helpful for me in the last year is time blocking. Do you time block? Mm,
0: no, not. I don't really know what that means.
1: Tell me. Oh everything. my gosh, it's so good. It's essentially like you you create structure. I, it's so funny because I was really against this for the longest time because I was like, no, I like having my free flowing, like let the breeze take me where it goes, you know, kind yeah. day. Uh-huh. And I found that I was getting nothing done with that, and
0: my coach. She was like, Cause we all need coaches. We all need therapists. We all need support. If any healer slash like person in this industry doesn't have a coach or a therapist, run in the other direction. Exactly. Fucking run. Okay. <laughs> like seriously though, like anyone that's not doing their own work shouldn't be helping out the people do that. Yeah,
1: she was like, she was like, Stevie, structure creates flow. If you create structure, you're going to have so much flow and ease and grace. I love that. So, I know. And so it's basically like, From eight to ten, I have these two things that I'm going to work on that are only going to, you know, that I'm only going to put my attention on. From ten to eleven, I have this thing. From eleven to twelve, I have this thing. From twelve to two, I have lunch. I have lunch slash free time. You know, I just I just block out my day like that. So when you look at my calendar, it looks it looks crazy, but I'm also keep in mind I'm also blocking out a thirty minute walk. You know, so I have all these, I have a a structured schedule where I'm getting so much done. I'm making sure I feel good. I'm creating time for stillness. I'm creating time for work. I'm creating time for play. And it's, it's all there. And I can just say, you know, and, and, and it's flexible too. If I get to my 30 minute walk and I'd rather do a 30 minute meditation, or I'd rather do a 30 minute phone call with a girlfriend, I can do that. But at least I have that block of time where I know kind of what I'm supposed to be doing
0: that makes so much sense to me. I, again, like, sorry to keep making it about class, but I really do find that kind of like movement is particularly the practice of yoga is like very much a microcosm to the macrocosm. Mm -hmm. And I always say in class, like flexibility comes from stability. Mm -hmm. Like you have to have that strong supported leg on the floor in order to be able to lift the other leg up. And it's like, I think that that that's so real in the real world. You know, it's like, okay, I have these time blocks. They're they're my stability and there's there's some freedom in there. Yeah. That's super dope. Yeah. Um, do you do you have any oh sorry, were you there are there more things? No, yeah. no. I mean, I I my morning routine is definitely much
1: stronger than my nighttime routine, if I'm being honest. Yeah. And then here's the thing like there are days where I wake up at 10 30 and just do whatever I want. You know what I mean? <laughs> that's and that's needed too. You know, that is really
0: important for me too, for my for my health and well being. That's medicine. Yeah. Total medicine. Um, do you have, I always love to ask this because a I'm voracious, but B I think it just is helpful. Um, do you have like a particular book that changed your life or a, a few mm. books that you'd like to share with everybody? Cause I just think that that's like such a powerful tool. Yes, I do.
1: Uh, one that like immediately comes to mind is the complete works by Florence Goldshin.
0: I do not
1: know that. And that it's- makes me feel so excited. It's really good. It's all about she was this woman back in the twenties or thirties and she was doing law of attraction before it was cool. I don't know. Oh, before <laughs> and, the secret. No, no, no. <laughs> and she she really it's it's such an interesting perspective because she uses the Bible and but not from a religious perspective. Yeah. She's like, you guys, the Bible was really just like a law of attraction tool. And awesome. so she takes out all like the you're bad for being a sinner and all the kind of crap. <laughs> yeah, I hope that's yeah. a say. <laughs> Bye. Yeah, and she really just takes it as like this is what this verse means. Like you can have anything you want, and it's so interesting. So it's she has there's three or four books, and it's her it's her complete works into one book. So cool. That was incredible for me. Um, what else? Uh, the Untethered Soul. Michael singer that's a huge one such a good one um i've been reading my boyfriend is so sweet he's like we do a book swap where i will give him like kind of a woo woo personal development book and he'll give me a novel because it kind of keeps us
0: balanced <laughs> <laughs> i'm obsessed with that you guys are so tender by the way i adore <laughs> thank you he's so cute he's and I mean you're like stupid stunning so it makes perfect sense but so cool I love that okay so what was the last thing so I gave him I gave him uh what did I
1: give him oh my gosh the it's a David Data book the oh, I don't know. oh my gosh I'm so blanking on it it's about masculinity oh good I'm totally blanked on it but that being said, his book for me was this book called Daisy Jones and the Six. And uh, it was this novel, this fiction book about this kind of up and coming 70s band and like drugs and coke and sex and rock and roll and them making it in the 70s in, L- in LA. And it's all in dialogue. It's fantastic. Um, and so that's kind of been a little self-care practice too, where I'm not always reading something personal development-y, right? Yes. I'm just having fun with some like bullshit story and it feels really, really good. It feels important.
0: <laughs> so good for us because I know, oh, was it The Way of the Superior Man? That's it. The Way of the Superior Man. That's but, it. Um. Yeah, that's like a total epic one. But mm-hmm. no, I'm the same. I have to like force myself to read fiction or nonfiction, like anything other than self-help. Yeah. Like, or like stop listening to podcasts, like stop. You know, and Something that I realized that
1: I was, I don't know if this resonates with you, but something I realized that I was doing is sometimes like our healing, like our healing modalities can even be used as numbing.
0: Absolutely. I was just talking to somebody about this.
1: Really? Yes. And I I kind of, you know, I was, I was actually talking to something I was talking with my coach about as well. And I kind of had to wrap my head around it where she was like, by listening to all the podcasts, by reading all the books, by doing all the journaling, by doing all the meditating, it's almost like you're bypassing feeling. You know, like you're, you're, you're spiritually bypassing the actual feeling of the thing. Wow. We can just, we can just meditate or breath work or journal our way out of it. Like, no, just feel your way into it. Yeah. Be with it. Don't, you know, don't wallow. Don't be victims. It's, it's, it's that, that thing of feeling your pain and staying connected to love and your higher self. Yes. So it's not so much wallowing, but even our, our healing can be a distraction sometimes or are
0: or the modalities we use can be a distraction sometimes. God, it really is such a balancing act. Yeah. Because again, and I think it comes back to that intention piece. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's like, what's my intention behind yes. this? Yes. Am I, am I like just sitting with myself? So I'd rather like listen to something productive because I'm right. to feeling like I have all the information or am I... So that, And so I said... Yeah. And so I said,
1: wait, so then what do I do? If I don't do all the things, what do I do? She she was like, nothing. And I was like, what do you mean? Like, how do you do nothing? And she's like, Stevie, Uh your ass down and stare with your eyes open at a wall.
0: Literally my therapist told me to do the exact same thing. (laughs) I was like, what?
1: No, I don't want to do that. And she was like, do it. Like seriously, just do it. And so I did it. I've been doing it, you know, I haven't, I'm, I'm going to be honest. I haven't done it that much. I've done it two yeah. or three times. Still. Just, you know, set a timer for 10 minutes and it's uncomfortable. It's okay. uncomfortable. Oh yeah. Yeah. It's uncomfortable, but it also, well, there was like, it was cool to just be able to sit with myself and not be able to get away from myself at all. Eyes open, no meditating, no, no escaping,
0: no breath work, no breath work. Nope. Just sit. Yeah. Dude. <laughs> dude you're hardcore <laughs> you're fucking hardcore you're gangster um that's amazing um the other thing I feel called to ask you about and like feel free to be like I don't really want to talk about this or like whatever or like I don't know what that's about um I just feel like And maybe you and I share this. Is like for me, I've struggled with like femininity, Mm -hmm. like embracing that. And I just I wonder what your definition of the feminine is, and like how to. I feel like we live in. I don't feel like we live in. I know we live in a very masculine culture, um, and you know a patriarchal culture, um, which you know. I mean, again, it's an insult. You run like a girl. Mm -hmm. You pussy those are all insults to women, whether or not you're consciously going, they're insults. I have a pussy. <laughs> like, right. like that's an insult. I'm one of those. God damn it. <laughs> yeah, I, you, yeah, exactly. you came from one of those asshole. Yeah. <laughs> like, whatever. Like you're welcome. Um, so, you know, I'd love to, again, I'd love to pretend that we all have this like healthy relationship with femininity, but you know, if you tell a man to like embrace his femininity, he's offended. Mm. Um, and I think women are scared to embrace their femininity because it'll be perceived as soft or not productive. Um, I would say weak, but I don't know if that's still a conversation because I think there's been a big uprising, um, around that, but I would love to hear your thoughts.
1: I've been, yeah, it's it's so cool that you asked me this because I've been working really closely with this in the last, about, I would say seven months of my life. Yeah. Um, do you know John Lyman's work? no he's amazing what is it Ryman? wineland like wineland got it and he does a lot of masculine feminine archetype archetypal work and cool i i can get into my feminine actually very easily Mm. staying in the feminine is what's difficult for me especially when it comes to my relationship Wow. I find myself really wanting to lead. I find myself not surrendering. I find myself not trusting. I find myself controlling. I find myself being like go, go, go. Yeah. Girl. I'm doing like the dance of like, I see you. Yes. Yeah. And yeah. I'm really taking that power away from my partner you know, I'm really taking away the, the, his opportunity to lead me into, and, and here's the thing, like with, I mean, feminism is so, so important. It's like absolutely necessary. It's done so much for the women and the men of the planet. So it's hugely necessary. And mm-hmm. I think it gets confusing. Mm-hmm. And I think that men are confused and I think women are confused. Mm. And so when it comes to stepping into femininity, I think it means surrender. I think it means being in flow and I think it means trust. And I think we associate surrender with weakness. Mm -hmm. And in fact, it's the opposite. It takes so much strength, so much intention to surrender. And when I am in my allowance and when I'm in my openness, I am open to not just in my relationship to everything I'm open to abundance I'm open to new clients I'm open to opportunities I'm open to you know peace I'm open to joy I'm open to orgasm like I'm open to all the things because I'm allowing myself to feel it I'm surrendered and I'm in trust and I'm in flow if I'm there's here's the thing we all have both sides this isn't like a man and woman thing yes. we all have both sides. So there's a time for me to be in my masculine when I'm working and when I need to get shit done and that whole vibe that there's a place for that too. And there's a, I honor that part of me too. Yeah. But I feel it's, there's so much juiciness in the femininity and there's so much pleasure in the femininity that I want to tap into, that I've been so, you know, uh, disconnected from. Yeah. So, yeah,
0: I mean I'm going on a tangent here. I'm not, I'm not even sure where I'm going with this. No, I'm Ooh. loving everything you're saying. No, that and we are just talking about femininity in general, so this is yeah. actually so so appropriate.
1: Yeah, and so I'm reading there's this um there's a book called Dear Lover by David Data, same author as The Wave of the Spirit Man. Oh. and it's uh it's it's rocking my world. And there's this one um, we, we 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 we're so against surrender because yeah. we've been hurt before. Yeah. And so we don't surrender. We control and we harden because and we create shells around our heart because we don't want to feel that pain of disappointment or the or or pain of being hurt again. Yes. And his thing is, can you keep your heart open even 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 as it's breaking? And coming back to what we were talking about before, can you allow yourself to feel pain? Can you allow yourself to feel sensation? Can you allow yourself to feel intensity? And there's this one excerpt in the book that I love and I reread it all the time. And he says, uh, you know, you could, you could eat chocolate ice cream and you could have a bite of chocolate ice cream and that would be cool and, you know, you can enjoy it. Or you could eat... Chocolate ice cream. Yes. And you could put the spoon in your mouth and you could feel the cold mm. going down your throat. And you could stand up in ecstasy and be like,
0: oh, like
1: <laughs> chocolate <laughs> ice cream. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yes. And as I'm reading it, I'm kind of like, okay, dude. But honestly, but totally. Honestly, it's pretty awesome. Yes. It's pretty awesome and I've been trying to cultivate that feeling of letting pleasure into my life yes. and being open to to pleasure and being yes. open to vulnerability and being open to surrender and it's it's slowly but surely changing my relationship it's slowly but surely changing my relationship to money. It's yes. slowly but surely changing like how fast, you know, opportunity comes in. Yes. It's you know, it's changing everything because I'm allowing myself to receive. That's what it is. It's receiving.
0: I was just going to
1: say Yeah. And I was talking about this is like, you know, you see like paintings of goddesses. Yes. They're never doing shit. No, they're lying there. They're lying there. They're getting grapes fed to them. They're like, beautiful bellies are hanging out. They're like, you know, if you could see me, I wish yes, you could take be, care so. of me. Yes. yes. Mm-hmm. Like hand on your forehead. It's mm-hmm. not doing shit. They're just letting mm-hmm. they're letting themselves receive.
0: Totally. Oh, I'm like tapping into that energy a lot lately. just really yeah. Stunning. And again, microcosm, macrocosm. I talk about it before Shavasana, that like the surrender is how you receive. Yeah. Like you receive by doing less. Yeah. And it's scary because that takes that trust, which is that femininity. Yeah, totally. You just have to go, okay, I'm going to do less and like, let it arrive. Yeah, exactly. And for those of us that are so like fear-based and anxiety prone, terrifying. Getting into that is like fuckery. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but we're doing it, Stevie. We're, we're doing, doing it, Stevie Right. We're doing our damnedest. <laughs> God damn, girl. Okay. Well, I just looked at the clock. It's already been 45 minutes, so I got to let you get out of here pretty quick. All right. Um, but I want people just to kind of know a few things about you. So I'm just going to do what I call the rapid fire round um, I just ask you what you prefer and you okay. just answer, one word answers. Okay. Coffee or tea? Coffee. Mm, introvert or extrovert? Introverted extrovert. Yes. Me too. Yoga, asana, or seated meditation? Mm, seated meditation. Sex or sleep? Sex. Boom, shakalaka. Bourbon or wine or neither? Neither. Uh, New York or LA? LA. Ebook or hard copy? Hard copy. Yes. Shower or bath? Mm, shower. Milk or dark chocolate? Dark chocolate. Yes. Um, <laughs> I don't know if you're into either of these, but Old Spice or Axe on a Man? Yes. yes phone call or text phone call intelligence or humor humor boom money or fame money i love it um how can we all find you you can find me
1: on my website stevie yes. yes on instagram stevie l wright underscore Good. Uh, i have lots of free resources i have a meditation library I have a free five-day self-love transformation challenge of weekly $20 group coaching calls. I have a $100 anxiety masterclass of everything, how to deal, heal, and transform your anxiety.
0: Wow, cool. Yeah,
1: and I offer one-on-one six-month programs.
0: Dope. Okay, well, I'll be sure to put all of that in the show notes. I am so grateful that you carved out the time to share your wisdom with us. I think you are um, a really amazing influence on all women. I think the way that you show up is really incredible. The energy that you bring is amazing. And um, thank you for all that you are and all that you do.
1: Thank you, Alexa. It
0: was such a joy being here and your energy is incredible. I'm so glad to know you and have you as a friend. Love you, mama. Love you,